Hey, what's up guys? Tim Uchuk here. And I thought I would hop on and do a quick recording around a topic that uh, I didn't even, I hadn't heard of this term a couple of months ago, quiet quitting, which uh, I guess is uh, amplified uh, turnover, people quitting en masse. And this really happened from, um, you know, COVID people um, getting used to not working, coming into the office. And there's also this trend where people are shifting towards leaving their nine to five. And there's a huge like digital transformation going on right now. So in this, I want to put together a uh, training for you guys. And there's going to be a video for this as well, because I'm referencing some stuff that I'm, I'm showing in this podcast. So if you want to watch the video, I'm going to link to it here as well in the notes. But we're going to go through four strategies that you guys can deploy as countermeasures to the turnover, the quiet quitting and, and people leaving uh, your company on mass. So these are four strategies. They're timeless principles. I hope you find value in them. Again, the uh, video is going to be linked within the uh, description of this podcast episode. Enjoy, guys, and hope to talk to you soon. You know, when I look around at all the entrepreneurs who are grinding it out, spending 70 to 80 hours per week growing their business, you have to ask yourself the question, at what cost? Hi, my name is Tim Uchuk, and in this podcast, we're going to be exploring the tools, tactics, and strategies for crushing it and scaling your business without making the ultimate sacrifice of your time and freedom. Hey, what's up, guys? Tim Uchuk here, and I want to hop on quick and do a quick training around a topic that I'm seeing all over the place. We're hearing it from a lot of clients probably on a daily basis, I'm either seeing articles or hearing it in uh, coaching calls, which is this theme. It's it's a new term. You guys have probably heard of it or at least experienced it. It's called quiet quitting. And so I want to put together a quick training that can help you, especially during like recessionary periods. This is a really important topic to wrap our heads around because if we get this right, then it could save us a lot of money that's being flushed down the toilet due to rehiring, retraining, poor morale, reputational issues, etc. So I want to talk about quiet quitting and let's jump into it. We're going to talk about how to keep your teams engaged during tough times. And the purpose is to address why so many businesses are struggling with finding, either finding or keeping good people. And if you haven't heard of quiet quitting and why it's becoming more commonplace, there's a lot of trends that are happening um, across industries and a lot of it's related to um, COVID where people were forced to work at home. I think a lot of people have gotten used to the idea of working at home. And so this stuff becomes even more important to think about and solve for so that we can make our businesses more attractive to offset this trend, this growing trend in the marketplace, which is quiet quitting. And simply put, quiet quitting is when a team member checks out and they're either hoping to or, or waiting to get let go. So they're not quitting but their actions, they're mentally checked out, they're not engaged any longer, and they're just waiting to be let go. So this is the phenomenon known as quiet quitting. And the key points I want to talk about in this training are, I want to talk about something called a triple win framework, if you haven't heard of it. And then I want to talk about four steps that you should be taking right now to mitigate the risk of quiet quitting and, and gain a competitive edge in the marketplace. So let's jump into the triple win framework. Again, if you haven't heard of it, it is seeing your business as a vehicle for self-actualization, right? So everybody, if you remember that uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Everybody has the same basic human needs where at the very bottom, we've got our physiology. So that is our, our beating heart. We're healthy. And if that's not in place, that's the only thing that we're going to be focusing on, right? 
So first we have our health, and then we have our safety, and then we have love and belonging. So feeling a sense of love and belonging, this is what our families provide for us in many ways. And then we have esteem. So this is like recognition, this is status. And then above that is self-actualization. So this is the pyramid that in many ways motivates our decisions in our lives. And so what you want to do as it relates to Maslow's hierarchy of needs is you want to see your business, if this is a, uh, a vehicle, you want to see your business as a vehicle towards helping not only yourself achieve self-actualization, but also your team members as well as your clients. So let's unpack this here. People quit when they don't see your business as a vehicle towards their growth, because if they did, if this was your business and your business was a vehicle to help your team members achieve self-actualization, they wouldn't be quitting because they would see your business as the way to achieve what they want within their lives. And so how do we solve for this? Well, there's four steps that you should be taking right now, and we're going to unpack these one at a time. So we're going to talk about, in order, um, getting everybody in the same boat, pointing in the, in the same direction. Then I want to talk about the importance of providing clear roles and responsibilities. And then we're going to talk about number three, um, checking in with your team members uh, quarterly or on a regular basis. And then number four, Maslow's hierarchy to identify areas where you guys can improve within your business. So let's unpack number one, which is getting everybody in the same boat and the boat pointed in the same direction. So what do I mean by this? Um, looking at getting everybody in the same boat, it starts with the peak of the pyramid, right? So where are you guys headed within your business? What does it all mean? That existential question, what does it all mean? Why do you guys get up in the morning and, and come to work and do what you do? So getting clear on your guys' North Star and then tying that North Star to the strategy. So what is your vehicle that's going to pull you guys towards that North Star? And then breaking that into your one-year goals, breaking that into quarterly objectives, and then breaking that into one-week sprints so that everybody knows that their action on a given day or a given week is tied to the big picture. So linking all this stuff together gives us a real cohesive sense of our why. And if we break this out, North Star is your purpose. So why you exist, why you do what you do, right? Is there an important problem that you guys are solving? If you think about Tesla or SpaceX, for example, or the boring company, three of Elon Musk's companies, I think it's pretty clear anybody, most people can answer the question of why they exist, why Tesla exists. It's to transition the uh, car industry to renewable electric vehicles, right? That's why they exist. Uh, why does SpaceX exist? It's to colonize Mars so they have a plan B in place. Uh, why does the boring company exist? It's because they want to dig holes underneath the cities and improve transportation and the cost of transportation. So why do you guys exist? Hopefully you have a clear and compelling why in terms of your purpose. And then your vision, how will you know when you're there? So where you're going and, and why it matters. So if you look at IBM, for example, it's to have a desktop computer on every desk. That's the aspirational direction that they're pointed. If you look at Google, it's to organize the world's information. That's where they're going. That's why it matters. In terms of your values, think of your values as who you'll need to be in order to be worthy of achieving your purpose and your vision on average over time. So looking at things like um, some of our core values are like ownership attitude, because if you don't have ownership attitude, you don't stand a chance of achieving your goals. Um, progress over perfection is another one. Kaizen mindset. Another one of our core values is simplify to multiply. So we want to ruthlessly simplify what we're doing because complexity doesn't scale. So understanding what your values are and communicating those to your team so that everybody has a sense for how you guys need to be together as a team. 
It's also how you should be hiring, firing, and rewarding and promoting so that you can create a magnet within your team and magnets attract and repel, right? So core values should attract the right people and core values should also repel the wrong people. And if you do this right, eventually your team will chew up and spit out people that aren't a good fit. And this also, speaking of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, when you have values in place, it does provide that sense of love and belonging as well as safety. Core values help to provide and establish a sense of safety, psychological safety within your work environment. So that is um, building a clear and concise North Star. Next, establishing your strategy, right? So we're talking about reverse engineering from your North Star to, okay, what, is, what does it look like in action? What does that vehicle look like? So your strategy, again, is your vehicle, how you're going to get there. And it also serves as your not-to-do list so you don't chase shiny objects on your way up the mountain. So again, you've established your North Star, right, where you guys are going. Now your vehicle is how you guys are going to get there. What are your products and services, in other words, that are going to take you there? That's your vehicle. And that's also your not-to-do list. So getting clear on what your strategy is is really important because your team needs a sense of not just your why, but the how. And then breaking down your strategy into your one-year goal. So where you hope to be a year from now, right? So if you guys are headed up the mountain and here it is, this is where you're going, you know what the vehicle is. Where do you hope to be? So how much progress do you hope to make within a year? So everybody's clear, you guys are working towards something and this really ties into that self-actualization, as you can imagine. And then your one-year goal, breaking that into quarters, right? So every year is broken into four quarters and this is how you guys are going to stay motivated and engaged and on the same page to roll that vehicle up the hill towards your one-year goals. And then you break your one-year goals into one-week sprints, right? So working in four seasons, every quarter has three months, and you guys chip away at that every week. And everybody can see the relationship between what they're working on each week all the way up to your quarterly objectives, your one-year goals, your strategy, and your North Star. And that's point one is getting everybody in the same boat and the boat point in the same direction so there is clarity and there is purpose behind what it is you guys are doing. Number two, provide clear roles and responsibilities. And the uh, image that we're looking at here is just that relationship within your company. If this Rubik's Cube, for example, is your organization, um, it's comprised of teams. So your sales team, for example, your marketing team, your finance, your operations, your HR. And within those teams, these little blocks are areas of responsibility. And so when it comes to your sales, for example, your pipeline management, when it comes to calculating quotes, when it comes to your client support or intake process, there should be a little square that should be linked back to a person for each one of these areas of responsibility in your company. And that provides clarity around who does what so that we can avoid the blame game as well as confusion when it just comes down to executing on a day-to-day -day basis. So this is the importance of providing clear roles and responsibilities, and it eliminates questions around who does what. And the other thing I would recommend is when you guys document processes, is linking them back to the areas of responsibility so that when you look at a team member, and let's say that this is the sales team, and let's say that there are responsibilities around pipeline management, sales calls, quoting, all those things here, each of those should be linked back to your processes. So there is black and white clarity, not only who does what, but how it's done, how you do it, how, what is the agreed upon way or single source of truth for how you do what you do. 
So that is the importance of providing clear roles and responsibilities. Number three of four is check in with team members on a quarterly basis. And what is the importance of this? And I would say most companies, it floors me how many companies don't do this on a regular basis. They either do it sporadically or they don't do it at all. And why this is important and how it relates to quiet quitting is that so many team members will not speak up if there's an issue. Sometimes it's fear of repercussions. Sometimes they don't want to overstep their boundaries. There's a, a number of reasons why team members won't speak up. And so it's up to leadership to actually proactively schedule and make time for these 360-degree feedback sessions. And so the benefit of having quarterly reviews, number one, is it shows respect. It shows respect by making the time, setting aside the time to have a conversation, a proactive conversation with a team member just to check in and see how things are going. It provides a forum for meaningful conversations so that uh, it often won't come up, right? We're just having conversations around tasks, around projects, around the day-to-day, -day, and we often will not make time to have meaningful conversations to discuss how things are going. Um, also, this is the seven habits of highly effective people, right? Seeking to understand before being understood. And so a proper quarterly agenda will seek to understand where you're asking the questions, how are things going here? What are you excited about? What are you worried about? And if we don't have a agenda and a proactive process for checking in, then these conversations typically will not happen. And they're very important, especially as it relates to quiet quitting. It ensures that you're providing the vehicle that's tied to their self-actualization, right? So by having these conversations and asking your team member how they're doing, if they are struggling and if there are roadblocks and if they're not seeing your business or the role they're currently in, as a vehicle towards their self-actualization, then this will be a canary in the coal mine in terms of things that you can fix proactively in order to get back on track and get your business, again, to be a vehicle for self-actualization. So that could mean that they're dealing with some issues with their current role. It could mean that they're interested in other areas within your business that uh, excite them, things that they are good at, but they don't see your business as being a vehicle towards their growth. So again, having this conversation could allow you to talk about their roles and responsibilities and modifying them so that you can create a win-win structure. And it also helps you get better by asking them, you know, what's working well? And they might say, you know what, our, our processes in this specific area are really disorganized. It's creating a lot of chaos and friction for me. So by having these conversations creates a really good feedback loop to help you guys get better. So number four in terms of the steps you should be taking right now, use Maslow's hierarchy of needs to identify areas of improvement within your company. So again, what does this mean? It means that if we look at uh, health, if we look at safety, these are the universal human needs. Are you guys providing a uh, healthy work environment? It could be looking at your benefits so that people are able to take care of their health. With rising costs, if they're not able to take care of their health and they're not making enough, do you guys have benefits or are you guys paying enough providing your business as a vehicle towards helping them check off their physiology, their health box? Safety, do you guys have a safety program? If you don't or if your safety program is subpar, then you're not providing a safe work environment. Also, psychological safety. Are you guys having those one-on-one -on -one reviews so that people feel uh, safe to bring up issues? Culturally, are you guys making a point of providing psychological safety through a continuous improvement program where people are encouraged to bring up problems so that you guys can identify them and knock them down? 
um, other areas, are you guys recognizing performance? That's another layer on Maslow's hierarchy of needs is self-esteem or recognition. Um, love and belonging. We have a fun committee where we identify activities that we can participate in as a team to help boost and build our team morale. And then self-actualization, the very top here, comes down to those quarterly reviews where you guys are looking at and identifying areas where you can help maintain alignment between your business and your team members as it relates to them achieving self-actualization along their career path. So I know we covered a lot here. We talked about four steps that you should be taking right now so that you can prevent and avoid quiet quitting from becoming a costly phenomenon in your business. And again, we talked about getting everybody in the same boat, pointing the same direction. So this is having a clear purpose, vision, core values, your strategy, your one-year goals, quarterly objectives, all those things. So everybody's clear on what the big picture looks like, where you guys are headed, why it matters. Um, clear roles and responsibilities, checking in with your team quarterly, and then leveraging Maslow's hierarchy of needs to identify areas of improvement within how you structure your business. So if you're looking for an easier way to put these strategies into action, not only to prevent and avoid quiet quitting, but also to scale your business to the next level responsibly and profitably, this is part of our Perfect Week Method Roadmap. And if you'd like to get more information on our program, what it looks like, please feel free to either comment underneath this video, wherever you're watching it, or you can shoot us a message over at support at timuchuk.com. So that's T-I-M-Y-E-W-C-H-U-K.com. That's support at timuchuk.com with the subject line interested, and we will shoot you more information so that you can learn how to get started with our program and if it makes sense. I would love to hear if you're able to put some of these strategies in action, and I look forward to talking to you guys soon. Hey, Tim Uchuk here, and real quick, if you enjoyed this podcast episode, if you could take a couple quick seconds to give it a rating, it would be very much appreciated. And secondly, if you're looking for more tools and strategies on how you can crush it in life and business, just head on over to bookwithtim.com, where I've put together a free case study which shows you how to unlock unprecedented freedom today by using the two power levers. Just head on over to bookwithtim.com. Until next time, wishing you success and freedom in your business. Cheers.